Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Marshall Mosher with Vestigo. Welcome. Thanks. It's great to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about Vestigo. How are you serving folks? Yeah, so of course, a, a huge challenge for companies right now, especially during the pandemic, is how you get together and uh, you know, go through those impactful team experiences as a company. How can you replicate those feelings of being together in person and building those layers of trust and uh, you know, um, kind of communication that, that come with those in-person experiences? So we're using virtual reality to recreate team building opportunities uh, in VR that uh, recreate that feeling of actually being there using the Oculus Quest to virtual reality headset. So uh, what you're referring to is a lot of folks are going remote and maybe for the first time are dealing with remote workforces. And one of the kind of unintended consequences of this, while they're able to communicate, they don't really, it's difficult to create that sense of community, that culture that we're all in this together kind of touchy-feely uh, emotional stuff that uh, happens kind of naturally when we're all face-to-face. And, and you have a way to kind of help folks uh, get some of that in a virtual manner? Exactly. Yeah. So the, the power of virtual reality is that it recreates the feeling of actually being there. So we'll create opportunities that give teams the chance to actually feel like they're together in person. But we don't stop there. We, we really have uh, kind of tied a lot of our experiences into the psychology around experiential learning, which if any company has ever done um, you know, a ropes course style event together, that's what they tap into for those types of events. So challenge-based events that really get people to get outside their comfort zone are opportunities for building those strong uh, connections, fostering vulnerability, trust that are ultimately what connects us more powerfully as humans than anything else. So we use virtual reality as a tool to not just get together uh, in VR, but actually challenge-based experiences. And instead of a ropes course, we recreate real-life adventure environments we can never take teams to that are really well-known, like, for instance, uh, Mount Everest and crossing a crevasse at the base of Mount Everest or being at base camp. Um, and teleporting the team to these environments for these really impactful team experiences. Now, is your background in technology or your background is in kind of a uh, team building and adventure? What What is kind of the evolution of the company? Yeah, so it's both actually. Um, so in college, my, my campus job was as a guide for the outdoor rec program at the University of Georgia, where we guide students on all kinds of outdoor adventure experiences. And and the impact that those experiences had on people who would go through them for the first time, whether it's something as simple as hiking or you know, technical as climbing and rappelling or whitewater kayaking, whatever it was, we would take students on these experiences usually for the first time. And the, the person would come away from these experiences with uh, 
you know, a greater confidence in their self and their ability to push through challenge, but also a greater connection to the people they went through these experiences with. And then in my last semester of my program, I, I took an entrepreneurship class that sparked the idea for the company and, and then got a chance to participate in this technology uh, accelerator called Singularity University, which is this 10-week uh, super experience, uh, super exponential tech-focused program that uh, teaches us what the future of technology is going to look like in the next 5, 10, 50 years. And it was combining that passion for technology and the things I learned from that program with my passion for um, impactful experiences from an adventure standpoint that ultimately created what we're doing today. And then uh, with everyone being forced to work remotely due to COVID, that's been one of the factors that's really accelerated the space because our audience was primarily remote teams that did exist, but wasn't quite as common. Uh, that now, of course, is, is almost every team experiencing that in some capacity. Now, um, is your work primarily in kind of recreating these adventures uh, through virtual reality or has it expanded into, because once you kind of tap into virtual reality, I would think there's opportunities there to then do a group training on a piece of equipment that everybody's looking at through virtual reality that not necessarily everybody's in the same place. For sure. Yeah. So, so virtual reality, you know, just like a cell phone or a computer, uh, is a tool that can be used for a lot of things. And just like the App Store, um, which the new virtual reality headsets are kind of, I like to use the analogy of like the iPhone first coming out and the App Store and all the possibilities of the App Store. And of course, each app in order to be successful has to really specialize in one particular niche. So we're really focused on the leadership development niche for remote teams. But of course, there are a ton of other apps out there that use virtual reality for more hard skills training. Uh, like using uh, operating a particular piece of machinery, or um, I know that uh, Delta uses virtual reality to train their employees on how to actually you know, inspect certain parts of the plane and all kinds of things like that. But we're really focused on the soft skills piece, the, um, uh, the leadership development piece that um, uh, has uh, a lot of different things we can do in virtual reality for it, but not necessarily focused on the hard skills piece. Uh, but there are some great companies out there that are doing that as well. So now when you're kind of deploying this uh, for teams, you're sending everybody uh, a virtual reality headset and, you know, giving them, giving them that or kind of renting, lending it to them? How, do, how does it work kind of uh, logistically? Yeah, so we work with both teams that already have headsets as well as teams that don't. So when a headset uh, is, is needed for the experience, we send it out. Um, so we do have a large uh, fleet of, of headsets that we incorporate into the experience and, and include in the cost. So it's part of the uh, the program, and we'll send a headset to each participant, each particular participant who needs one uh, in the experience. But a lot of companies and individuals are already buying virtual reality headsets, whether it's for personal or professional use. There's some companies that are actually um, uh, purchasing every single employee headset as a tool for remote work, like when the personal computer became a thing. Uh, it was kind of this gray area in the beginning of whether you needed one for work or whether you didn't. But but now you can't can't work most jobs without one. We're kind of in that early stages in virtual reality, but we definitely believe in a future where it's a tool that everyone uh, is really going to need to have in order to be able to collaborate with with people that aren't physically in the same location as you. Uh, and the price point has gotten really cheap on the latest headsets to the point where um, it's it's really advantageous for companies to go ahead and buy them for their team. 
but we do work with companies uh, both that have and haven't uh, purchased headsets so we can either send them out or use uh, their own headsets that they already have either way. So if uh, I say, okay, my team is around the globe and we want to do one of your adventures, uh, like what's the ideal number of participants? Yes, we usually work with individual departments in a company, um, usually groups between 15 to 50. Um, any more than that, it's a bit challenging for the uh, processing power in these headsets to be able to render you know, that many virtual people in the same environment. Because for to describe a little bit about what it feels it feels like, it, you actually do see you know, a virtual version of your, your teammate on you know, the other side of the environment standing right next to you. So it has to have a decent amount of processing power in order to recreate that person in virtual reality. So uh, we can't do groups of more than 50 in VR at the moment. Of course, when the technology gets better, that will change. But uh, smaller groups are the focus for now. Um, sometimes we'll have of, of less than 10, but usually it's about 10 to 30. That's and then so if it, let's say it's 25. So there's 25 of us at the base of Mount Everest, and it's like kind of little cartoon characters, avatars of each of us? Yeah, exactly. It, it kind of looks like a little bit like a star movie in terms of how the uh, the avatar of each person is represented. So it's it's definitely cartoony in the sense that you look at it and you're, you're not uh, you're not thinking that it's a real life person. It's not quite at the level of the Matrix yet, but it's it's really fascinating when you're in virtual reality for more than five to ten minutes. You forget that this avatar version of your your coworker isn't actually them. It really does do this weird effect that tricks your brain into thinking that your virtual environment is now your real environment, which is really where the power of VR you know, really comes into play in the sense that walking across a ladder spanning a big crack in the ice called a crevasse, uh, if you did that in real life, you'd probably be freaking out. Well, in virtual reality, it actually tricks your brain into thinking that it is real. And if you fall off the crevasse in virtual reality, the same thing would happen in real reality. So that that kind of fear-based, challenge-based experience um, and the emotions that come with overcoming that experience are very similar in virtual reality as they are in real reality. So it gives us the opportunity to really challenge people. And that challenge is what creates the bond and the impact uh, that we want from a relationship building standpoint. Um, so it's, uh, it, it does break your brain into thinking that your virtual reality is now your real reality, even though the avatar versions of, of uh, the people you're with are, are definitely uh, more Pixar-ish related than, you know, than reality. And then the activities you're having them go through, they require each other to work together, to help each other, um, you know, to kind of brainstorm solutions. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's a big, um, uh, a big team reliance, uh, whether it's support or communication-based component. So it's definitely teams working together to overcome the challenge. And then, so part of the the group is somebody on your team facilitating. Exactly. Yeah. So. If, if you think of it sort of similar to a rope scores, because that's uh, a thing that some people can really visualize, um, you always have a facilitator there. So someone that is both technically helping you out with the physical piece of being on the rope scores, but also someone that's trained in leadership development, that's taking this experience and using it for a learning opportunity. And of course, uh, in L&D world, um, there's a phrase that's very common is that the experience lives or dies on the debrief. So the experience is a piece 
that creates the impact. But the debrief is the piece that really ties the impact into the result. So we're really focused on using the experience to get those results. So at the end of the experience, uh, that facilitator uh, that led the experience is, is then tying in the themes of what you felt during that experience to the key outcomes that we want to accomplish and have the team walk away with. So that's how you help kind of create the appropriate um, experience to help them achieve whatever outcome they desire? Exactly. So if they say, okay, we have an issue with communication, you might design that differently than if they said we have an issue in another area. Right. Yes, there's certain experiences that we can lead that are better focused on teaching uh, communication under pressure versus certain experiences that are better in line with, you know, building trust and strong relationships. Or like creative problem solving. Right. Exactly. So now, now, at what stage are you at your startup? Have, do you start? Have you already got clients? Like, where are you at? Do yeah. So we we started in the virtual reality space um, back in about 2017. Hardware was much different back then. It's come a long way. Uh, but we started before the hardware was really a viable. Um, uh, solution for, for some of the things we're using it for now. So we knew that it would be in the next few years. Now it's finally at the point where the hardware is, is really, really good um, and at a really cheap price point as well. So um, we fortunately were able to kind of get a, a jump start when we got started because we did get started so early. But um, but now we're at a place where we've got a really solid product with some really great clients. Uh, we work with some really amazing Atlanta-based companies um, like uh, you know, CNN and Chick-fil-A and a few smaller ones as well. But uh, really focused at the moment on companies that have uh, a really big need for connecting their team in a remote setting, whether it's companies that are remote because of COVID or just remote in general or having that hybrid approach where some people are in the office and some people are working uh, at home remotely. Um, regardless of, of which one it is, virtual reality is a powerful tool to be able to connect people in an environment that feels like you're together in person, even when people are spread out, whether it's across the city or across the country or across the world. So now, who is your ideal client? Is it somebody like in the C-suite, an owner, or is it somebody from HR that's looking for kind of uh, ways to keep the connection amongst employees? Yeah, so it's, it's been both in the past. Um, usually the person that we'll ultimately end up working with is in the uh, leadership development space in the company. But we, we do every now and then work directly with the CEO who wants to kind of set the new standard and how the company is um, going to be innovative, uh, not just with um, you know, how they're, they're uh, training their people, but with the technology they're using as well, which is one of the benefits of virtual reality and also just introducing the team to a brand new form of technology that most people haven't tried yet. So sometimes it comes directly from the CEO who is really trying to help their team be more innovative and creative. Uh, but a lot of times we will work directly with um, someone in HR, usually in the leadership development space, and how we create that program for the team. Now, are certain kind of industries more open to this than others? Do you find you're doing a lot of work in the same kind of industries, or is it could be anybody from anywhere? Uh, technically, it could be anyone from anywhere, but we definitely notice that there are certain industries that invest more in training their people uh, than others. And there's certain industries that put more value in being uh, 
in being innovative, being a first mover and adopting new technology and helping their employees to have more of a mindset of innovation as well. Those are the companies that we tend to uh, see more interest in, of course, which makes sense because we're not only using new technology that's sort of at the forefront of, um, uh, of, of what we have available to us, but also we're, our product is all about helping companies to build that mindset of innovation and creativity and be able to train employees on how to be willing to get outside of their comfort zone, how to be better leaders, to communicate better, build uh, better forms of you know, relationships and trust. Um, so it's generally companies that have that combination of wanting to be innovative as well as wanting to invest in their people. So are they the startups or are they technology startups or high growth companies or in the creative field? Uh, like where are they typically landing? Yeah. Uh, so if, if they're a startup, they're a little bit further along um, because we, we generally work with, with larger teams. Um, but usually it's companies that are a bit larger, uh, that have multiple departments and each department is, is usually pretty autonomous and we'll work with different departments at a time. Every now and then we'll work with the whole company. Um, usually we work with, uh, larger companies on a departmental basis. So if, if somebody wants to learn more, have more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, uh, what is the website? Yeah, so if you Google Vestigo, V-E-S-T-I-G-O, you'll find it. Um, but our website is vestigo.co. Good stuff. Well, Marshall, congratulations on all the success. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on the show. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you next time on Atlanta Business Radio. Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com.